Have you ever followed instructions in God's Word and actually watched it lead you to a treasure? Or on the flip side of that, have you ever ignored an instruction of God's Word and all of a sudden you found that you were in some deep trouble? Well, this week we're going to continue the discussion that we started last week, the segment of The Great Divide called Treasure Map, and we're going to dig into that a little bit deeper and finish that up this week right after this. Welcome guys to another week of Connecting the Gap. Thank you for joining me again. We started off a great section of our study last week, The Great Divide, called Treasure Map. And as I left last week, I hope that you had the opportunity over this last week as you've been studying God's Word and doing your Bible reading time to maybe look at things just a little bit differently about God's Word and how it can transform your life and change you. And uh, we're looking at the, at the word like it's a treasure map. We'll get back into that here in just a little bit. My website's connectingthegap.net. Please go check that out and share all my stuff that you, can, that you want to share. I'm just doing this and following what God wants me to do. And I hope that this uh, speaks to you and maybe speaks to someone else in your life that might be able to take advantage of this. Um, but my blog is there, my YouTube channel, and also all the links to my podcast to this, to this date. Uh, started this back at the beginning of the year, so there's quite a bit of material there if you've not been following along and if you're new here. So if you are, welcome, and thank you so much for listening and watching for this week. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right back into this and, and finish up this section called Treasure Map. Now last week we talked about, the as, as it goes, if you have a treasure that is buried somewhere and you have found out about that and somebody gives you the treasure map to go find it, you don't leave the treasure map at home and not and not take it with you when you try to find this treasure because you'll never find it if you don't read the map. And so God's word is a lot like that. God has written this map out for us and he has given us the opportunity to have treasures in our life that he's just waiting to dump into our lap. But they come with stipulations. We have to follow his treasure map in order to get to those. And so we're going to pick up where we left off last week. And uh, one of the treasures that we were talking about as we left off was in Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. So again, that's an action verse. He was talking about the worldly things in our life, our, our clothing, our food, uh, you know, the things that goes on in our daily life. There's a lot of times we worry about that stuff because we don't know how we're going to be able to supply those needs in the physical realm. But God says don't worry about that. If you seek him first and seek his kingdom first and put him in front of anything in our life, then those things will be given to us as well. So the very first one that we talked about last week was in Psalm chapter 37, verse 4. And so the scripture there in Matthew, just like we saw in Psalm chapter 37, 4, these are not blanket promises of God's provision to everyone. Not everyone is able to take part of these promises of these treasures that he has given to us. Learning to seek first his kingdom is a treasure map we must follow if we are to receive his treasure. That was talking there about Matthew 6.33. 
we have to seek his kingdom and righteousness, and then those things will happen. In Psalm chapter 84, verse 11, it says, The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. So I trust that through all of this that you have already figured this one out, the scripture that I just read. The treasure is that God will withhold nothing good from us. If there is a good thing that we desire, that he thinks is something that we need, he will not withhold that from us. The treasure map is doing what is right or learning to walk consistently in the truth that God reveals to us. I would rather have this treasure than all of the money in the world. Because the money that we get and that we go try to spend on things, money cannot buy us happiness, and we know that. We talked a little bit last week about how if we try to formulate our own treasure maps and we try to get to the places that we want to go to, that a lot of times in our life when we get there, it's just an emptiness inside of us. It does not fulfill us like the things that God has for us does. So often we don't know what's good for us. We think we do. We think we got this all figured out and we're smart. And we're in complete control of our lives. But more often than not, we don't know what's good for us. Without God's direction, we dive into all kinds of things that only end up hurting us. Knowing that God has promised to provide every good thing we need keeps us looking to Him instead of searching on our own for what we think might be good. We need to rely on Him and lean on God. And He will lead us to those things that we need for our life and that would be good for us. For example, I, a friend of mine went on a honeymoon and they booked a week-long stay in a resort in Jamaica. They saved their money, reserved a little bungalow right on the beach. Several times a week leading up to the honeymoon, they would look at pictures of their bungalow online and they couldn't wait to be there with each other. The day of their wedding finally arrived. The next morning they set off for Jamaica. After a long day of traveling, they arrived at the resort only to be told that the bungalow was not available. The hotel had made a mistake and they had rented them something that was not actually available for them to have. They would not be able to access that room until the next day. Furthermore, the only other room available was a little room right next to the road that had an air conditioner in it that sounded like a lawnmower. So this is kind of getting worse as time goes along. Worst of all, it also had two single beds. That was not the ideal atmosphere for the first night of a honeymoon at all. It's starting to get a little upsetting to them. The result was very apologetic, offered a $200 credit toward an excursion of their choice. So the next day they went to the excursion table and signed up to go deep sea fishing. They thought this would be really cool. Two days later the time came for their trip. They got on the boat full of excitement at the thought of wrestling in a big one on the open seas. They remembered thinking, you know, what could be better? We're in Jamaica, we're on our honeymoon, we're deep sea fishing, the weather is great, this is going to be a perfect day. Well, within about five minutes of that thought, they both became extremely sick. After sharing with the ocean everything they had for breakfast, they begged for them to take them back to the shores, they'd get back to their house, but because there were other passengers, they were stuck on that boat for three hours. After what seemed like an eternity, they finally made it back to shore. They collapsed on their bed and slept for several hours. After they recovered, they agreed. If they had known in advance how awful that trip was going to be, they would have paid $200 to not go. They would have just stayed there at their bungalow. Their understanding had been severely limited. They thought for sure that fishing was going to be the great experience for them both, but the opposite ended up happening in that situation. Thinking about that story, 
Think about how many times that this is the case in your life. This is the case in my life. Have you ever been sure that something was going to be great only to see it turn out badly in the end? On the other hand, think about all the things that you were certain would not be good for you, but yet they ended up being great experiences. The point is this. God promises that if we are diligent to walk in His ways and do what's right, He will provide every good thing we need and help us steer clear of life's potential pitfalls. That's an invaluable treasure that we can't get anywhere except in that relationship with God and by putting His kingdom first in everything that we do. After all, God's the only one who sees and knows everything, so what better guide could we actually hope for in this life? We simply have to be willing to follow the map that he's put out in front of us in his word. If we aren't experiencing God, he isn't the one to blame. And a lot of times I see people do that. They will be happy because everything's going great. They're getting things that they want. They've got money in the bank. And then next thing you know, something happens in their life and maybe something that they've been praying about and it's not the outcome that they wanted and they turn immediately and blame it on God. The fact of the matter is, is this though, his promises are all true and can be experienced by anyone who chooses to follow his instructions. If we've not been experiencing God, it's probably fair to say that the reason is we've been unwilling to follow and surrender to him and follow that map that he's put in front of us. It's almost as if we come to Christ and we say, I want to experience all of your promises. God, everything that you have to give, I want it all. Only I don't really want to follow the path you outlined for me. It seems a little too costly to me. So instead of surrendering my entire life to your control, I'll allow you to lead me in a few areas. But when it comes to this, fill in the blank, well, I think I still need to make the decisions on that one. How many times have you fell prey to that? We go to church, we have an awesome service, it's an awesome prayer meeting, and we're down there just praying and you know God just did a mighty work in our life and we feel so awesome but then God wants us to give up something that we've held on to dearly that we don't think we can get rid of we don't trust God to handle it and we come out of that experience with him with the stipulation God I want control of this I don't want you to have it it's all up to me to get myself through that part of my life so we say, sure, God, I'll take your opinion into account, but if it gets really tempting, I may just have to do my own thing. It's almost like we say, thank you so much for the treasure map, Jesus. There's just one thing. Can I have the treasure without following the map? How many times have we done that? We just ask God for this and ask God for that, and we want it, and we expect him to give it to us, but we don't do anything before that to really deserve it. So what would happen if we applied the same logic to any other area of our life? Would we expect to experience a mountaintop view if we're not willing to climb the mountain? That's pretty impossible. Are we going to experience the rush of a live concert if we aren't willing to purchase a ticket? That's kind of impossible too. Would we expect to enjoy the warmth of a hot shower if we're not willing to turn on the water? Like every other area in life, our experience with God requires something from us. We don't just speak it and it happens. That's not the way this works. Jesus makes available to us blessings that we cannot purchase on our own. Blessings like the small list here, peace, 
forgiveness, salvation, and joy. Then he comes to us and tells us through his word, on top of giving us all of those things, those things that we don't deserve a lot of times, he says, I love you, and I want to find the true life that I have purchased for you. I want you to have all of it. Let me show you how to receive it. All you have to do is follow me and go wherever I lead. Not just part of where I lead. You need to, to follow me wherever I lead. That's what Jesus requires of us. I know Jesus knows it's going to be hard sometimes. So he's sending his spirit to be with us and to help us. Remember that day on the, uh, when the transfiguration happened. The disciples didn't want Jesus to go. They wanted him to stay there with them and continue walking by their side. But Jesus told them, he said, I have to go. He said, if I don't go, then I can't send the comforter who's going to stay with you through the rest of your life and lead and guide you while I am gone. The Holy Spirit has to be able to be here. And that can only take place if Jesus leaves. That's how that had to work. So instead of rejoicing at this amazing offer and then doing what is necessary to receive it, too often we demand the blessings without doing what Jesus tells us. Then, because we choose not to follow Jesus, we don't experience the blessings He's promised us. And then, in the result of all of that, we actually end up blaming Him. And we say, God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you taking this away from me? You know, we, we completely ignore the fact that we're the ones that caused this from the very beginning. The whole fact of the matter in this is, is that we have to go deeper. We can't have just a shallow relationship with Him not reading the word like we should, not following his treasure map. If he says he's going to give us something, it usually comes with an action on our part. We can't ignore that action and just expect this other to happen from Christ. We have to go deeper with him. I have found that even when we have this information, something still seems to hinder us sometimes from surrendering and choosing the path that he has laid out for us. So what's the problem? Well, if we believe that Jesus is real, and if to the best of our knowledge we believe him when he says that trusting him with our lives will turn out for the best, then why can't we do it? It's just probably the question for the ages. We have so much in this Bible that's been told to us through God and through the life that Jesus walked on this earth. They've made so many promises, and we know that if we do things a certain way and we live our life a certain way, that God will fulfill those needs and he will meet us where we are. He will provide. So why is it so hard for us to follow him and to do what he's asked? Maybe that's the question that we need to think about this week as we finish up this week's edition of Connecting the Gap. Hopefully uh, over those last couple of weeks it's maybe revealed to you a little bit different way to look at the word and to understand what it is that God has for us the promises that he's made to us, and that they're not just handouts. We have to do our part in order for God to do what he says he will do for us. It's a two-way street, a two-way relationship. Well, if this has helped you out this week, and if you guys have received something from this, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at ctgap at outlook.com, and you can also go to my blog page, and you can make a comment there. You can comment on my YouTube channel. There's just different ways that you can uh, comment back to me. I'd love to, to hear your thoughts and maybe see some of the things that you've been through in your life. Maybe somewhere that God's transformed you because you made the choice to do what he's asked you to do. 
and you saw those results in your life and saw things turn completely around, I would love to hear about that stuff. So if you're able to and you have the opportunity, please get on and leave a comment and that'll help build us all up in our faith. So I'm glad that you guys joined me this week. Again, connectingthegap.net is my website. You can get to all of my material there and I hope that you'll take advantage of that and please go and check out my podcast and my blog and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll touch you in, in, a, in a way that it's touched me in sharing it. I love God and I love His Word as you can tell and I love being able to share it with you and share this time. So I'm out of here until next week. Hope you guys have a great blessed week ahead of you. Um, keep us all, keep me in your prayers. I'll keep you in prayer. And uh, between the both of us, God's going to move. And He's going to make a difference in all of our lives. I truly believe that. Well, you guys have a great blessed week. And I will talk to you next week on Connecting the Gap.